0: You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz, and we are speaking to Charlie Smith, the editor of Vancouver. Charlie, how are you this morning?
1: Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks, Van karen I hope all's well at Spice Radio today.
0: We are doing very well, Charlie. Thank you so much for asking. And um, Charlie, I want to ask you, how do you feel about the term funflation?
1: Well, I, I think <laughs> it reflects a, a certain nihilism, which is a term that you know, basically suggests all life is meaningless, and that people are thinking things are so bleak, they're just gonna do whatever they're they're going to do. Um, I would, I discourage it, but <laughs> okay. what can
0: you do? <laughs> Charlie wants us to be responsible, okay? That is the message. Don't get carried away with it. But yeah, again, there's been so much going on. And speaking of so much going on, I want to start off with this story. Um, the U.S. Secretary of State is once again urging India to help Canada advance its investigation into the killing of Hardeep Singh Nijer. Antony Blinken says it's very important for India to cooperate so that the investigation can continue to move forward. What does this mean, Charlie?
1: I think it's, uh, there are many layers to this, actually. And for someone of his stature, with all that he has on his plate, you know, with the U- war in Ukraine, the war in Gaza, uh, he visits India and he speaks out on this, I think, um, and saying India must assist Canada, um, as a friend of both, both nations. And, and he was, he's in India with, also with the, the U.S. Uh, Defense Secretary, um, and they're uh, discussing you know, everything from armaments to China and all these different things. And for him to publicly say this is a message, I think, to uh, the Modi government to stop bullying Justin Trudeau. Um, level, there's a, a message of solidarity that the Biden administration is showing to the Trudeau government, which has been a, an extremely loyal ally on issues like Ukraine, um, and and uh, the, the Trudeau administration and and the Biden administration are both more liberal, and they're fighting right wing forces in each country, and both of them. Have challenging elections coming up, and I think what's happening here is that the Biden administration can see Pwaliev and the conservatives uh, making headway. Uh, India, at times, uh, maybe could be perceived in some quarters as preferring a conservative government over a liberal government, and um, and Blinken is is telling them explicitly uh that you should cooperate and and stop playing games on this issue and it'll be interesting to see how how india and the indian media react to this yeah i look still quite fresh
0: It's still very fresh, so I look forward to the reaction as well, Charlie. And now moving to uh, here in B.C. So the B.C. government has introduced a bill encouraging creation of more housing near transit hubs. And Charlie, it seems like we're getting a lot of housing bills from the B.C. government. What does that usually mean?
1: Robbie Cowan is a man of action. (laughs) Um, That's that's my conclusion, uh, as well as the Premier. Um, This announcement is game-changing that basically they've said requiring municipalities to allow at least 20 stories within 200 meters of sky train stations 12 stories within 400 meters and uh, eight stories within 800 meters and then 12 stories close to bus loops like this is is going to the challenge in building all this stuff is there aren't enough construction workers but that said, uh, it's going to trigger a housing boom. And if you think of some stations, like if you, if you think about the Nanaimo station, here it is in Vancouver. It was built in 1986, and we still basically have single-family housing around this station in the city of Vancouver. It's pretty ridiculous when, when you consider the, the billions of dollars Public dollars that have been invested in in rapid transit, and and yet um, the city of Vancouver has maintained this kind of frozen zoning for decades. Um, that I can cite other stations, 22nd Avenue and New Westminster is another one, which uh, there's not a lot of development around there, um, and and even um, along the Millennium Line now we've got the new uh, the, the extension to the Millennium Line that's going to Arbutus Street. So I think what, what Ravi Kala just said is we're not going to sit around and twiddle our thumbs like previous governments did, waiting for municipal governments to take action. We're going to make this requirement, and we're going, going to do it now. And, and I think this, along with uh, the Airbnb moves that he's making are sending a very strong signal, particularly to, to renters and for people who would like to buy a home, that something's actually happening for the first time in quite a few
0: years. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see some action because I will say when it comes to addressing issues of housing, I feel like the governments kind of like to point fingers at one another. Oh, well, no, the municipality should do more. No, the federal government should do more, the provincial. But this bill seems promising in that it is putting in some action into this issue.
1: Yeah, and I also think the liberals, um, I call them the liberals, I should say BC United now, are, are taking a... A big risk, and and it may blow back against them by trying to fight Ravi Kallen on the, on his uh, what he's doing with Airbnb, where he's basically saying if you have a primary residence, you can you can have an Airbnb, but you can't buy up uh, apartments and and rent them out as Airbnb because it's it's keeping housing stock off the market, and um, I think there's a lot of public work for that, uh, particularly among people who might be inclined to vote NDP anyway. And, and here, BC United is looking for loopholes and, and changing the rules, and oh, maybe you should have one investment property. Well, if you're allowed to have one investment property, any clever entrepreneur will set up numbered companies and own a whole bunch of them. So I think um, what Colin is doing uh, may also be very good politically, but also, from a public policy perspective, that we've got people, working people, who are living in their cars. And, uh, and I think the government is trying to take action
0: there. Exactly, and as they should. So let's see what happens with that. Now, finally, Charlie, this is really big news in the world of entertainment. The U.S. actors are expected to resume work after their union agreed to a tentative deal with Hollywood Studios to end a four-month strike. How is this going to impact the B.C. film scene?
1: Well, I think it's going to be fantastic news because the, you know, projects get uh, put on delay, particularly with writers, but with writers and actors, Um, and BC, we still, we have a a pretty good domestic um, film industry, but the real bread and butter are these productions, uh, Hollywood North, and the, whether it's the movies of the week, the T V series and and I think this offers the promise of some long term stability and you couple that with the relatively low Canadian dollar. Like one one US dollar today is worth a dollar thirty-eight Canadian. So Canada is is very attractive to the American producers right now and decisions are going to start being made um, Reasonably quickly now that this thing is is out of the way, and and I think it's going to be excellent news for people who work in this industry.
0: I think maybe not
1: such good news for people who don't want a bunch of movie trucks in their neighborhood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We yeah we we don't miss those. Like I will say for me, I'm, I'm not far from the Steveston area, especially in Steveston Village. There's always something that's filming there, so it was really odd in the summer months when I was hanging around there to not see movie trucks. That was really yeah. bizarre because you're so used to that scene. But I'm also, Charlie, a little bit selfish because I'm excited because I do have a couple TV shows that have been on pause for the strike. And knowing that the strikes are now over, I'm looking forward to them going back into production. So I'm excited. And of course, you know, what we don't realize too with the film industry is like there are so many jobs that are impacted, right? Like it's not only the actors. There's so many folks that work on a film set, right? Yeah. And, and you
1: know, the Vancouver Economic Commission, which is the is Shutting down, but it had said that the value of the film industry and production uh, had reached 4.9 billion by 2022, and like these are big numbers.
0: That's really, really big. So yes, I think definitely everybody's looking forward to being back to work. Charlie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care and have a wonderful weekend.
1: Yeah, and happy Diwali to all of your listeners.
0: Thank you so much, Charlie. Happy Diwali to you as well.